Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Truist Park in Atlanta, Georgia, the Marlins closed out their season series in Atlanta against the Braves. They were trying to avoid being swept once again this season. They sent Pablo Lopez to the mound. He went opposite of Max Freed. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Welcome back to Truist Park in Atlanta, where the Braves have beaten the Marlins this afternoon 7-1 to wrap up a three-game weekend series sweep. The Braves outscoring Miami 17-3 in the three games. The Marlins with three runs on 13 hits against Braves pitching over the course of the last 27 innings. Miami now has dropped seven consecutive games for the first time this season. The Marlins' last seven-game losing streak last September September 21st through the 28th in 2021. The Marlins now have also scored two runs or fewer in eight consecutive games, which matches the longest such streak in club history back in 2019, matches the longest such streak by any team in Major League Baseball this year. The Reds won eight straight games, two runs or fewer, back in early April. As for this one, Max Fried started against Pablo Lopez, we knew there was some rain coming. We began this game under very heavy cloud cover with the lights on, and we were wondering how far we were going to get before the rain came. Well, we got into the third inning, and this game was scoreless. Pablo Lopez allowed a leadoff single to Eddie Rosario, then a double to Ronald Acuna Jr. So in a 0-0 game, the Braves had men at second and third. Nobody out for their shortstop, Dansby Swanson. It'll be a 2-2 Lopez to Dansby Swanson. And that ball's in the air, center field. Burdick racing over to his right, makes the catch. Runners are going to tag. Burdick slips, coming home to score Rosario. Acuna takes third on a sack fly by Swanson, and it's 1-0 Braves. Pablo got out of that inning without any further damage, but he was at 56 pitches through three. Meanwhile, on the other side, Max Fried was cruising along, nine up and nine down through the first three innings. He then struck out the side in the top of the fourth. So through four, he'd thrown 54 pitches, 31 strikes, had not a lot of base runner, and he had fanned five. In the bottom of the fourth, Pablo struck out the first two men he faced, Michael Harris the second, and Von Grissom, but then he faced his former teammate, Marcelo Ozuna. 0-2 oh, to Ozuna is in near to right field, going back on it, Anderson, still back onto the track, looking up. It is an opposite field home run for Marcelo Ozuna. 2-0 Atlanta. Well, in the top of the fifth, we knew the rain was imminent. And for this game to become official, we would need to get through four and a half innings with the home team leading. The home team was leading as we started the fifth. The Marlins finally managed their first base runner. Nick Fortes worked a walk against Max Fried. Yerar Encarnacion then struck out for the first out. And Joey Wendell hit into an inning-ending 3-6-3 double play. Literally, as Wendell crossed first base... With that half inning having ended, the skies opened up. The game became official, and at that very instant, the rain began to pour down here in Atlanta. But after waiting for an hour and 51 minutes, we were able to resume this game. 
It was 2-0 Atlanta at the delay. We came back in the bottom of the fifth inning. Both starting pitchers were done at that point. Freed having worked five innings of no-hit, no-run ball with the one walk and six strikeouts, 66 pitches, 37 strikes. Pablo Lopez, four innings, five hits, two runs, walked one intentionally, struck out seven, allowed the home run to Ozuna, threw 75 pitches, 48 strikes. The Marlins sent Jeff Brigham out there in the bottom of the fifth inning. He retired the top three men in the Braves lineup in succession, Acuna, Swanson, and Riley. It would stay a 2-0 game until the last of the sixth inning when Brigham stayed out there, walked the first man, Olsen. Then Travis Darno singled to right field. The ball was juggled out there by Brian Anderson. That advanced Olsen to third, so the Braves had men at the corners. Nobody out in the sixth inning. Looking to extend their advantage, Michael Harris, the second, the hitter. Michael Harris, the second, now a single and a strikeout. And he lines one over Miggy, base hit left center. That'll score Olsen, it's 3-0 Braves. Levon Grissom then hit a fly ball to right for the first out in the inning. With Marcelo Zuna at the plate, Michael Harris was caught trying to steal second base, gunned down by Jacob Stallings. Harris had been 16 for 16 this year since making his big league debut May 28th. Only one man, JT Realmuto, more stolen bases without having been caught this season. JT is 17 out of 17, but now Harris is 16 for 17. That was the second out in the inning. Ozuna then worked a walk, so there were runners to the corners in this sixth inning for the Braves, and Eddie Rosario was the batter. 1-2 to Rosario, goes to the backstop. And that's going to score another run. A wild pitch makes it 4-0 Braves. In from third base, Darno down to second goes Ozuna. After Jesse Chavez worked a couple of scoreless innings, Colin McHugh came out of the bullpen to pitch the eighth inning with the Braves leading this one 4-1. The Marlins had only one hit through the first seven innings. It was a two-out single by Miguel Rojas off of Chavez in the sixth. But against McHugh, Yaron Carnacion single to lead things off. He went to second base on what was charged as an E9 on Eddie Rosario. Man, it's second with nobody out in the eighth inning. Next man to the play was Joey Wendell. And there's a ground ball through the left side. A hit for Joey. Coming around third, Encarnacion waved to the plate. There won't be a throw. RBI single Wendell. Miami's on the board. It's 4-1 in the eighth. So the Marlins had a shot in that inning when they got a walk from pinch hitter J.J. Bladé. They brought the tying man to the plate, but Charles LeBlanc struck out, ending the threat against McHugh. It was 4-1 to the bottom of the eighth, and the Braves broke it open in that half inning. An RBI single from Michael Harris, the second. He went 3-4 for four today. A couple of RBIs. Goes 7-12 for 12 in the series. A double a homer and four runs batted in. Then a two-run single from Ronald Acuna Jr., all three runs charged to Andrew Nardi in that eighth inning. It was 7-1 Braves, and Kirby Yates came out of the bullpen for the ninth, issued a leadoff walk to Brian Anderson, but then retired the next three in a row. This one belongs to the Braves. 7-1 the final at Truist Park this afternoon. For Atlanta, seven runs on nine hits, one error, eight left. For the Marlins, one run on three hits, one error, four left. Max Fried, the winning pitcher, 13-5. Pablo Lopez, the loser, he drops to 8-9. and nine. Time of the ball game was 2 hours, 59 minutes. We had that 1-hour, 51-minute rain delay in the middle of the fifth inning. Another sellout crowd. 35th of the season for the Braves here at Truist Park. 42,360 go home happy. 
The Braves with the victory are 84-51, and with the Mets having lost again to the Nationals. Atlanta's within one game of first place in the National League East. The Braves now 47-25 and at home this season. As for the Marlins, you mentioned earlier, they've lost seven straight now for the first time this year to fall to 55-78 and on the year. The Marlins are 29-40 and on the road. So all Braves this weekend, they outscore the Marlins 17-3 in sweeping the three-game series. The only bright spot for Miami today, 12 strikeouts by their pitchers. The Marlins and Alder Nation working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to Alder Nation's Driving Initiative to support cancer research. 12 Ks today, that's $300 for the season now. 1,167 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers, $29,175 from the Marlins, it's Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Long rain delay. The Marlins get blasted. The Braves now 84 wins this season. Let's hear what the skipper, Don Manigley, had to say afterwards. And Donnie, almost two-hour rain delay there. Kind of feels like two different games. What's the biggest challenge with a big delay like that, please? Uh, guys are kind of used to that kind of stuff, uh, uh, honestly. Um, yeah, the biggest the biggest challenge is you lose your starter. We probably had another inning out of Pablo. Um but I didn't really think, you know, the delay was that. I mean, obviously it was a little time, but other than that, not that big a deal. Uh, great pitching from the Braves, uh, Freed and uh, Chavez. Chavez seemed to pick up right where Freed left off. Just what were they doing to keep you guys off balance and just what made them so difficult? Kind of what everybody else has been doing to us, really, uh, for the most part. Uh, we just had trouble getting anything going. Um, you know, you're getting top-of-the-line guy in Freed. And, and, you know, dealing with, you know, a lineup that's a little younger and, and trying to find their way in the big leagues. So it's, you know, it's going to be a battle. Pablo kept it close. It looked like he didn't really have his curveball there, but able to rack up the seven strikeouts with the fastball and the changeup. Uh, what did you say to him? No, I thought his stuff was really good today, which has been really encouraging about Pablo as the seasons went on. You know, the biggest things you talk about with him is, is the uh, – the consistency of the outings on the, on the you know because everyone's you know you know longer than he's ever been uh, or gone farther building innings, uh, but he's throwing the ball really good. Thought yeah. he had thought he had good stuff today. Sorry, with Pablo obviously he's in that uncharted territory. Is it even maybe not even as much about you know the final numbers, but the fact of how the stuff looks too? Because I think his velo was up. Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, Pablo's probably learning a lot about his routines and he's he's learning how to back off and, and throw less in between and do, you know, making sure he's not overdoing it in between starts. Uh, I think that's probably going to be his biggest lesson from this year is, is how to really get through a season. And the confidence that comes with knowing your stuff's holding and you're, and you're healthy. The top of the eighth, you get Gerard single, Joey single. You start to put something together. Had I think it was the tying run of the plate after JJ walked to see that start, to start to do something and have a chance and then see that chance fall. Well, it's always good when you get that chance, like you said right there, where we end up getting the the, the wild pitcher pass ball, whatever they call it, and you know we're a single away from making that a one run game, uh, which is encouraging and and kind of tells you really that. You know, the guys did a pretty nice job. You know, even though Bricky gave up a run or, or two, we probably shouldn't have given up the second one on the check swing. He's probably out and doesn't give up the – so it should have been three really there instead of four. Um, yeah, so, I mean, our pitching is keep holding us there, 
you know, just trying to break through for some runs would have been what nice right there. Obviously, the, the results weren't good for this three-game series against the Braves, but how important is it from a young team standpoint to face the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets in a one-week period of time? Well, I don't know how important it is because we've been going from the Dodgers to the Phillies to the Mets to the Braves. It's uh, the Padres. And so at some point, your young team's getting beat up pretty good. Not sure it's really that good for them, but you're finding out where you're at. And on that Nardi, another rough one out there. What have you seen from him? I know it's small, it's only been a handful of outings, but for him to go in and have to go through this rough patch and a lot of games have been against some of these top teams you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think he's getting... He's getting what our hitters are getting a little bit. Uh, he had a good finish to his last outing. We were hoping he kind of breaking through a little bit, but this is going to end up being good for him. You know, I, again, it sounds like I feel feels like I'm talking about the broken record. Uh, this will end up being good for him. What he's going through, um, you know, understanding about being specific, being able to get. I think he threw maybe one slider for a strike today. He ends up making himself a one pitch pitcher, and and that's just really not going to work. And then you see it with, uh, you know, the walks. The guys aren't aren't swinging and missing. So, at that point, so he just he's going through it. JJ pinch hitting for maybe that's just an instance of trying to take advantage of the situation. A little bit, you know. I think we're gonna I'm gonna try to continue to limit Miggy's at bats. There's gonna be days that he feels better and days that he's not doing as well. So it could be anything, and it wouldn't. It was really not a probably not the best spot. Um, but it was a spot that you know you know you can cover and so yeah a little bit of both i'm just curious i guess he got you know ahead 3-0 in the count and then obviously he's patient looking for his pitch jj is it almost like a fine line balance of like you're waiting for your pitch but he also you know maybe almost not pitching around you but like he would like to do the damage there but yeah i mean again again he jj's good about getting himself in good you know good counts for the most part he's you know handling his bats fine uh, we're down three, so you're really trying to get the the tie and run up there. Uh, in a sense, I think we're in the is it the seventh or the eighth? I'm not sure which one. Um, but JJ does handle it as a bet. All right, so that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins were swept by the Braves in Atlanta yesterday. Marlins are off in Philly today, back at it tomorrow night on the south side at 6:45 when Jesus Lazardo opposes Aaron Nola. The right-hander for Philadelphia will hit the air at 6.15 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.